If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Story time. My mother and I were en route to Mobile, Alabama from Boothville, Los Angeles. It was approximately 2 a.m. We left Interstate 10 traveling north. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. North towards the Dawes community where my mother grew up and most of our family still reside. We crossed the smaller of two bridges in close proximity to one another when we saw what we first thought must be a very large dog sitting in the opposite lane of the road. As we approached we saw the creature was sitting on haunches as a dog would but was face to face with us in the car, an 80s model Pontiac Parisienne. It showed no fear and did not so much as budge as we passed it, it did turn its head and watch us as we drove by. Unlike a dog the creature had a human-like face that was the only part of its body not covered in long reddish-brown hair. Even seated on its haunches the creature was about the height of an average man. It was more slender in build than the average Bigfoot we have seen portrayed in reports of sightings in the northern part of the US. We don't want to say this was a Bigfoot but after watching a special on the History Channel my mother and I agreed that the similarities are enough to contact you and see what you think. We would like to add that local legends about the Grand Bay Wolfman are numerous and we heard stories about the hairy man monster that likes to sit on bridges at night our entire lives, but up until we saw this thing for ourselves we never took them seriously. I had my encounter with Dogman last summer while on break at work during a slow part of the night. I live and work in Mitchell County in western North Carolina. This is a county that you have written about since you have family here and you are aware of the varied wildlife. I would take the short drive to a park near my workplace that has a lot of wildlife. I like to watch the occasional raccoon or fox breaking the wood line. The park backs up to a rather large creek. The area is devoid of artificial light as the darkness of the woods does not spook me or make me jumpy. I was raised in the mountains and I enjoy the solitude. On this night, there were no normal night sounds, such as crickets or frogs. I also found it strange that all the wildlife seemed to be gone from the area. This bothered me a bit. I decided to leave some dog food at the edge of the wood line hoping to entice a particular family of raccoons out so I could at least see that they were okay. I didn't see a gray fox that would hang around the area. This fox would come within a few feet from me, meander around, and then retreat back into the woods. After walking near the woods with the food I heard a deep growl come from inside the edge of the wood line. I had never heard an animal growl with such intensity and so deeply. I could literally feel the vibration of the growl hitting my face and inside of my chest. I knew that it wasn't a bear, whose sounds I was familiar with. I dumped the food on the ground with one hard drop hoping that whatever was in the wood line would take off. I backed away with my head down until I reached my truck. My instinct told me to drive away, so I did. I decided to go back about an hour later. I was now curious as to what this creature was. I parked in the same place and this time walked to the back of my truck to grab a smoke. 
While standing there I observed a dark mass come across the road and disappear into an overgrown open field with wild blackberry bushes and grass. I do have a sharp eye and I was able to discern some detail. I can only describe this creature as some kind of hybrid canine. It was on all fours but it did not appear natural. It moved very quickly with fluent motions. The gait was weird as well like the front legs were pulling its body forward. It almost had a human-like movement to it, as if it could stand on two legs if needed. The long back was hunched. The snout was long but it fit its body. What struck me most were its ears, which were large and folded back. The legs also had muscle mass to them. My background working with dogs told me that this was something very unusual. I just know that it was there one minute and gone the next. When daylight came I drove back to the location. I looked for tracks but listened to my gut and did not enter. For several months I didn't tell anyone about it. I started searching the internet for what I had seen. I wondered if it was some type of hybrid that had escaped. I found several online sites but none seemed to come close to what I had seen. Then I came across the picture of a dog man. If you take what I saw and stand it upright instead of being on all fours that's what I saw without a doubt. It wasn't overly massive, possibly a juvenile. I later spoke with a few of my co-workers. Of course, they told me it was a bear or a large domestic dog. But a few of them did acknowledge that the wildlife in the area had been disappearing for a while. I don't speak about it much because of ridicule. But I do know what I saw, heard, and how my instincts reacted to it. My wife and myself were visiting her mother in South Alabama shortly before moving to Florida. At approximately 1 to 2 I was was voluntold to get our bags out of the car since we hadn't brought them in. The car was about 30 feet from the bottom of the ramp on the back porch and 20 feet from the north end of the carport, which is mostly open, except for a single partially closed in section on the north end. The night was dead silent with no wind. Upon reaching the bottom of the ramp I began to turn to my right towards the car when I heard what can only be described as similar to a bull snorting mixed with a grunt. I immediately turned towards the location of the sound, the back of the carport, and drew my sidearm. Due to a light on in the carport being pointed directly at me, I could not see what it was, but a shape. I had a small flashlight on me and pointed it at the thing. It didn't help much due to the light being in my eyes, but I was able to make out a creature bigger than me and at least three feet across at the shoulder. It made the sound again, but didn't move. I called out to it, thinking it was a person, but no response. After what felt like a few minutes, it made the sound again and seemed to get shorter. I began to move to my right towards the car to retrieve a rifle I kept in there and the thing moved to my left, so that we effectively circled each other until it reached the end of the carport on the south end. I reached the car and without turning, retrieved my rifle. As I pulled it out, the creature turned towards the wood line at the back of the property and seemed to either slowly run or quickly walk into the brush. I took this time to go back into the house and get a better flashlight. I came back out maybe five minutes later after finding one, to find nothing. The guard dog had reappeared and you could hear various insects around. 
The next morning I went to the area at the back of the property where the sighting had happened. From looking at disturbed spots on the ground I could tell that whatever it was, it had padded feet with a step of about 3 to 4 feet, was between 7 to 9 feet tall, and moved in an upright fashion on two legs. Since then it hasn't been seen again, but there are times when the guard dog mysteriously disappears and there is no sound outside. The whole incident lasted 10 MTS. Or so. To add, the dog is called a guard dog because if anything happens, he will be the first to leave. I.e., if he's there, nothing else is. Don't see the dog, you have a problem. I've never believed in Sasquatch, Bigfoot, or whatever name is given to them. But I've researched this incident for a year now and I can't come up with any other reasonable explanation. I grew up in a town called Lima, Ohio and this is my story. For many years the old timers coming in from the middle rural area south of Lima would talk about three sightings of the Ohio Grassman. One of them I'd spoken to as a teenager even claimed to have trapped one in his barn to prove that he wasn't crazy. He awoke to find the barn door and splinters in the field surrounding it. These are the stories that first got me interested in cryptids from our area. But this isn't about the Grassman. Neither is it about the strange lights and stories that were featured in a film about my high school, Shawnee, in an Amazon Prime movie. There is a place southwest of Lima, a bridge actually that the locals refer to as the Coven Bridge. Far out there in the farm area and not a lot of residences. Not many of the kids in the area knew about it because it was far out in the country. The legend was that this bridge was a meeting place for a group of people who practiced black magic and the sort. It was also said that they believed in lycanthropy and were there to summon that power. On that, at this place, a group of about eight of us hopped into a can on a Friday night looking for a thrill. Not much to do in a small town. To shorten the story I'll tell you that shortly after arriving at this dank, Black water in the middle of nowhere my friend and I decided that we could venture down to the underside of this very old, metal frame bridge. It was a full moon and I know this sounds like a horror movie setup, but the moonlight reflecting off of the still water was the only way we noticed what we discovered under there. The old bridge was supported along the shallow banks by flat river rock and from the moonlight, it appeared that some dark, oozing fluid was running down the sides of this wall. When my friend lit his zippo we realized that it was not blood but candle wax. Some person has gone through the trouble of drilling out the rock in over a dozen places to insert brass sleeves and to place stick candles. The place had been used for quite some time, based on the amount of wax, for some ritualistic purposes, based on the drawings of animals and symbols. A few months later, in the summer, I took my mother there, as she was interested to see these types of things. Fast forward a short time later into the summer slash fall, my mom was arriving home from work after dark. Where we lived in our quiet neighborhood, our backyard ended at a farmer's field for 50 acres or so then woods. We lived in a pretty rural area ourselves. She drives her car up to the house and as she parks, her headlights are shining on the closed garage door. She stated that she thought my dad was outside standing in front of the garage door until whatever it was stood up straight and was about 7 feet tall, hunched with long arms, 
about like a dog. It looked directly at the car with the headlights shining on it then quickly hopped over the hood of her Buick and ran across the field to the woods. She was very shaken by this ordeal. When she finally came into the house and was, as expected, visibly upset and crying. It took a while for my dad to calm her down. For decades after the incident and even until she passed this year she refused to talk about it. She said it upset her too much and she wanted to forget it. My sighting happened last summer. I was kayaking down a creek. It was about the middle of the day. I was coming down the creek. The creek I was coming down is deep in some parts and shallow in some. There are always deer and turkey moving through. When I came around the curve in the creek a splash happened right in front of me. I thought it may have been a fish. So I kept paddling. Then three more splashes hit by me. The last splash I saw it was a rock. So I slowed down in the creek to look. I started looking in the direction the rocks came from. It was sitting on its knees like a person would. Then it stood up. When it stood up, the hair on back of my neck did. Me and it made eye contact for around 30 seconds. It turned and started running through the woods. I've seen and heard people run through the woods. Its stride was wider than any human's. When it ran it didn't bother dogging sticks and stuff. It just ran through the brush. After that I turned around and started paddling back to my truck. I went back down there that night to see if I could spotlight it. I'd done a howl and waited to see if it would respond. But then I heard two knocks back to back. I knocked on a tree. It knocked back at me. But it was off in the distance. So I couldn't see it. This happened in 1960 or 1961 near Douglas, Manitoba on the road to Camp Shiloh, which would now be the 340 highway. My future uncle Ron was in the military and was dating my auntie at the time who lived with us in a little hamlet called Douglas, Manitoba. He and my dad were both in the military at the time. Apparently, on his way back on the road to Camp Shiloh after visiting my auntie one evening, he had an encounter with what he described as a very large wolf-like thing sitting in the middle of the road. It would not move, so he stopped and it just sat there. All of a sudden, his car was shaken as something was at the backside area of his car. This animal or thing then lifted his back end and dropped it. My uncle was so petrified as he said whatever it was, it was huge. He could not see it in his rearview mirror but he knew it had to have been another one of those wolf-like things. The other wolf creature in the road in front of the car had disappeared and so my uncle just gunned it out of there not looking back as he was terrified. He did not believe in the supernatural, but he said he knew what he saw and felt that night. He thought it was a wolf but he wasn't really sure what it was. All he knows is that it looked like a huge wolf. I was very little at the time and he told my mother what happened as he knew she believed in the supernatural. I'm just wondering if anybody else around that time in that area had any encounters such as this. I've searched but can't find anything. My husband has described a hairy biped that has been seen by him on at least two occasions, and by his father on one occasion on Brindley Mountain in Morgan County, Alabama.
This biped is well known to residents of this side of the mountain. I have always been susceptible, thinking perhaps they are seeing bears or such. My husband is a seasoned outdoorsman, however, and he rarely mistakes wildlife. In summer of '99, my husband was clearing land for a family member close to the bluff where sightings were reported off and on. I was sitting on a car watching him in a tree. Has a tree surgeon. I happened to look off toward the tree line for no reason that I recall, and I saw perhaps several hundred feet off a tall reddish man-like creature with no apparent neck standing off in the shadows of the tree line. I looked up at my husband and gestured toward the area. Upon looking back, the creature was gone. My husband's nephew was also sitting next to me, and he saw the same thing I saw. I still to this day wonder what in the world I saw. I know bear, having seen many, and having traveled out west, and this was no bear. Since that incident, my husband was hunting, and he and his father saw from their tree posts the same creature. He would have to tell you the details. He has had, I believe, one other sighting, but there are many accounts within his family and surrounding neighbors on the bluff. I have heard screams late at night, around 2 or 3 a.m. That no one can match them to any certain animal. They are very similar to sound files we have heard online. Very much like a bobcat slash hound dog combo. It is like a howl, scream very loud and drawn out. We continue to watch for further evidence, but have not had or heard of any activity for a couple of seasons to date. I'm 18M and this is a story that both my parents recall, 56M48F. It happened around 2004 in January a few days after I was born in Peters Township, Pennsylvania. Though we're driving home on a well-traveled but still rural road to the newly built development where they lived. They had just passed a power station when they looked into the field to the left and saw it. They describe it as a wolf the size of a small horse with a barrel chest running on all fours with red eyes. They were traveling at around 35 miles per hour and it kept perfect pace with the car. Around 100 yards from the turn into the development it ran across the road and disappeared into the woods. My son has convinced me to contact you. I will tell your organization of our encounters. On November 28, 2008 I was visiting a friend's house in Lacey Spring, Alabama. His house is in a small middle-class neighborhood with mountains and woods that stretch for miles behind his home. I woke up to use the bathroom at about 4 am and had just laid back down when I began to hear loud vocalizations. The sounds were very similar to the Ohio and Mississippi recordings. I was inside the house and his heating unit was running so they must have been very loud outside. I got up and went out on his back deck but by the time I got there they had stopped. I listened for about 10 minutes and heard nothing. The heating unit was next to the deck and was quite loud so I decided to go back inside. About the time I started to fall asleep it started again the howls lasted about 3 minutes. Then stopped I thought that it might be my friend snoring in the back bedroom but I don't believe this was so because the neighborhood dogs were barking throughout the area in response to the howls. At this point I knew something outside was making the noise. I wanted to go into the woods for a better listen, 
But walking into the woods with no one in the know and not prepared for self-defense or to photograph or record the creature did not seem like a wise proposition. The howling started and stopped three more times and finally finished at dawn. I talked with my son about what I had heard and he and I have also had an encounter with this animal in the past. In January 2019, I noticed something lumbering down my driveway. The window I was looking out faces over and above the drive, if that's clear. For example I can see the roof of your car, but not always the bottom of the tire. Regardless, I notice movement. I look out and see what I initially thought was a bear, nose to the ground, kind of snuffling its head side to side. Casually walking down the drive on all fours. A little geographical clarity. I live in town. The front of my neighborhood faces a major highway, but the back is all state game lands. I've seen some wildlife, turkeys, a deer here and there. And every skunk in the county apparently lives on my street. I don't see many squirrels, groundhogs, or chipmunks. Which is a bit odd. I'm not very far from the city of Scranton, enjoy, office fans. About 7 miles from downtown. So I'm not exactly in the sticks. I watched this bear mosey down toward the street, its head lowered. I moved from the living room window to my bedroom window, that has a full view of the street. Sure enough, here it comes. But something is wrong. I watched this not bear stand on two legs and casually walk out into the road. I see pointed ears, and a long snout. It's got its head raised, smelling the air. I felt pee run down my legs. This was no bear. I saw it in perfect silhouette under the yellow street light. It was either dark gray or black. The yellow light threw off the true color. It stood without effort, looked like one fluid movement. It then walked across the road, casual as you please and kind of hunkered down in some scrub brush. I'm not sure what kind of brush, but it's like forsythia, all tangled and thick. Then I realized it was looking right into my bedroom. It had blue eyes. I'm not sure if that was reflected light if they were glowing. It looked right at me. I lost my legs at that moment and sat down under my window. Absolutely panicked. I was home alone, with five cats and a dog who slept through the whole thing. I didn't know what to do. My window is a big picture window, and if it wanted me, it easily could have gotten me. I cautiously got on my knees to peek over the sill and I lost it. Didn't see eyes or it anywhere. It seemed to be either moving away from the forest, behind my house or it decided to rest up in that scrub brush. What I saw under the street light is as follows, darkish fur, high pointed ears, long muzzle. I never saw teeth or if it had a tail. It had hands with long claws, that hung kind of limp wrist. If they were fully extended, they would hang below the knee. It walked digitigrade, on dog legs. It looked heavily muscled, but had a tapered waist. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It was about seven, seven and a half feet tall, judging from where it stood in relation to the streetlight. It was not aggressive, even when I felt it look right at me. I was terrified, but I didn't get a sense that it was pissed off it had been seen, as some people report. I didn't take a picture because I simply didn't think to. I was in a fair amount of shock, and I'm sure I'll eat shit for this, but sometimes your phone is the absolute last thing on your mind. The next day I called Vic Cundiff, of Dog Man Encounters Radio. His advice was solid and I try and remember it when I have to go out at night. There have been some odd sounds, tapping at my window, I can hear scratching of the siding. I don't see that many animals around the neighborhood. There used to be about seven stray cats I fed. All gone. Once the weather broke, it's been quiet. I installed motion lights, and bought two game cameras. I'm hoping they are in a sense like Sasquatch, they avoid game cams. I don't ever want to see this thing again. Those of you who want to see one, pray you never do. My encounter was non-aggressive. I can't imagine having to deal with this thing pissed off. I still can't sleep a full night, and every sound scares the hell out of me after dark. I live alone, and the .357 I own would probably just ruffle its fur. Thank you for taking the time to read this. It was a terrifying animal to see. I hope I never see it again, but sadly that wasn't in the cards. I'll post that story another time. I and my husband were driving down Cabbage Patch, a narrow gravel road near Pine Thicket, looking for deer when husband said what is that. I looked and said what the heck is that. I saw a large brown object slightly bent over as if to pick up something. It raised straight upon two legs had long arms broad shoulders and stood about seven to eight foot tall, very hairy. About that time it ran into the Pine Thicket with the speed of lighting. We were about 20 to 30 yards from it. We went back to the site the next morning and we found a small footprint about 8 inches long and a big footprint about 13 inches long inside of where we seen it. We found some hair on a fence and metal poles that have been step on and bent over the fence was pulled up off the post and bottom fence all the way to the ground. We found a persimmon in the area that it was seen and there was no persimmon tree nowhere around. The sightening was about 1.30 p.m. CST. It was about a half a mile from my house. I grew up an only child in rural Pennsylvania. I used to sneak out of my bedroom and go hang out in our backyard on summer nights when I had trouble sleeping or woke up in the middle of the night. This was around ages 6 to 8, mid-90s. I'd go sit just below the top of the backyard hill, where I was out of sight of our kitchen window. There were trees to the left with a wild open field across the rest of a mile-wide valley. We had a large hill, with a bump in the middle, that was perfect for sledding in the winter. Below that was a field with a deer trail cutting through the bottom of the hill, and a creek beyond at the center of the valley. On a clear night with a bright moon, you could see across the valley I grew up in about a mile, to where my best friend's house had their flood lights on all night behind their house. And when I say rural, I mean very rural Pennsylvania. 
Parent-teacher conferences were scheduled the first day of hunting season, and kids would often be out for a couple of days just for that. We had two houses in eyeline of our house from that backyard. It was more than 30 miles to our nearest Walmart. I also grew up very familiar with deer, bear, rabbits, and even saw a mountain lion once while hiking with family. All of this to say, I am familiar with wildlife there. The first night I saw a dog man was like any other. I was chilling in the grass, thrilled to just be doing something my parents didn't know about. I saw something moving quickly down along the deer trail. It was dark black against the rest of the night. Partway through its path from the woods beside my house, it noticed me and stopped. We just stared at each other for what felt like a long time. It stood up, and its ears were long enough to notice from a 100 yard or so distance. It was too thin to be a black bear, which I'd already seen a few times at that age. The staring continued for a long time. Eventually, it put its ears back down, put its front paws on the ground, and sprinted across the valley. I called it my werewolf, because of the shape of it standing up. I don't think I ever told anybody, like now, I loved having a secret. But after that first sighting, I went and sat outside a lot more. I remember once on a new moon I sat on the porch because I was too scared to go too far with how dark it was without the moon. I saw it three to four more times after that. It was usually running into the woods by my house, which were more than 10 full acres owned just for hunting season. My werewolf never bothered me after that, but I remember I was really disappointed when it got cold outside and I'd have to stop going out at night because I wouldn't see it. So truthfully I don't really know how to go about this story without sounding like an absolute loon but I think there was something not human I encountered with my boyfriend on Mount Sterling. I want to preface this story by saying. We have tried every logical explanation possible. We've looked up every indigenous animal to the area and every kind of call they would make for any situation to compare to the sound this thing made and nothing sounded remotely close to what we heard. So yesterday and my boyfriend decided to go hiking and camp per usual. Nothing was out of the ordinary except for the fact that we had so many delays which I now think was the universe trying to prevent us from coming to this trail because it seems like it all led up to this very moment. Well. Instance 1. We drive up the road to the trailhead and we find someone's dog, which the whole encounter was good it was some guy's dog that lived nearby. But we got off track with time trying to make sure we got the dog to where it belonged safely. We go to a swimming hole it was all normal and okay. But here's where things starts getting chaotic and odd slowly but surely. We go to the nearest populated area and grab chicken sandwiches from this food truck and it took forever which got us off track with time, they were pretty weird and icky tasting. Well then we try to get back to the trailhead and his GPS starts going crazy and it ends up taking us 16 miles out of the way from where we were even supposed to go which made us even more behind on time and the reason we were in a hurry was because we wanted to get to the camp on top of the mountain before sundown which was at 8.50. Anyways. So we finally get on the road that goes to the trailhead and the energy in the forest is just dark and off, it was like the woods were dark at 6 but the sky was blue? It was just really weird and eerie. 
Well as soon as we get to the trailhead my boyfriend's stomach is like hurting so bad he's hunched over and not even sure if he can do the trail because he is in so much pain and I'm feeling really weird too. Well we get going on the trail and it was 2.8 miles so we were in a hurry to get to the top. I don't know what the hell was going on but literally he and I both are like getting our asses kicked by this trail. Which I want to add we are pretty avid hikers and it should have been a cake walk compared to what we normally do so neither of us should have had an issue going up this trail. But we both literally were sick like I nearly threw up so many times and even put my fingers down my throat to throw up and couldn't. We both were dizzy, and so physically weak it was like not normal for us at all. We couldn't even walk straight on the trail we were so dizzy and disoriented. Mind you it was not hot up there at all it was fairly cool outside. Well shockingly we make it up despite feeling like our bodies were shutting down and we even contemplated going back to the car a few times on the way up which I really wish we would have done after this evening. Well then, there were no campsites or anything available and we were gonna have to go back to the car but this nice family let us set up camp by them it was a mom, granny, dad, and little girl and they camped in a green tent, take note of that, and then nightfall comes and we went up to smoke a joint on the fire tower that was up there, built in 1933 by the way, well we're on the first flight of stairs and I look above us to the next flight and I swear to god I saw legs and feet like someone was standing there which threw me off because I thought we were alone so I shined my light to make sure we weren't in the way of another hiker going down the stairs and nothing was there at all and I was a little alarmed but quickly blamed it on my bad vision at night even though it felt weird to me. This is where it gets terrifying. If you don't think it could get worse it does. We go down off the fire tower we hang my boyfriend's food bag on a bear cable which is just up high so bears can't get the food or attract bears for those who don't know. Anyways we are walking back to our camp and we shine our lights around and out of nowhere something screams the most god awful bloody murder screech it sounded like a woman but like not human at the same time and I stopped and said what the f? And it screams again. I deceived to shine my light in that direction and I couldn't tell if I was shaking too hard or if there was something ravenously shaking next to the family in the green tent. My boyfriend yelled at me saying come on. So I run after him and we get in the tent and hide with our gun and it was literally right next to the family's tent whatever it was but nothing ever ran away or anything we never heard footsteps of any sort. Which if it was an animal you'd think we would have heard it walk or run. And I know in the Smokies there are reports of feral humans but still I feel like we would have heard something walking but we never did. That family we were camping with was freaking out too and asked if we were okay. They tossed and turned and stayed up all night talking about this thing that screamed right outside of their tent. Once the morning came we hoped they would still be there so we could all chat about this but they left as soon as there was light in the sky. My boyfriend has been hiking alone since he was 16 years old and he said he had never heard anything like that in the woods. He said even when he did the Benton Mackay Trail and had to hike through this area we camped and he said even back then this place had such an eerie energy to it. He and I both still have no clue what it could possibly have been we have a few theories after some research and we think it could have been. 1. Flush pedestrian if you catch my drift. 2. Someone on the trail was hurt 3. It was an animal we are unsure of 4. 
It was Spear Finger which for those who don't know is an indigenous spirit that allegedly haunts the Smokies and she targets children and what is so chilling about that to me is the scream was right next to the tent that the family with a little girl was in five. It was an animal we just are unaware of that exists out there six. It was feral humans I fortunately found a video on YouTube that sounds nearly identical to what we heard next to us but the downside to this is that the video is of an alleged flesh pedestrian which makes this even more terrifying. Nonetheless, I don't see myself going to Mount Sterling anytime soon. I'd really like to connect with the family we camped with and get some answers or to know if anybody else has experienced this same thing in the area. Thanks for listening. I live in the Illinois area. Not Chicago a part of Illinois no one's heard of. I however live in the middle of the woods. It had a lot of history with different tribes. Anyhow, recently at night whenever I ride my bike to check on the cattle I have heard things coming from the woods and last night at about 10.30 pm I saw bright yellowish eyes for a second then it disappeared. I wasn't able to sleep thinking about it. Recently a lot of our neighbors calves have gone missing and there's always rumbling outside my window. My dogs go nuts at it. Someone help me. This is my first time going public about this encounter, out of fear of seeing it again. This took place roughly 14 years ago. When I was a kid, my family moved out of the city and moved to a small town called Deer Brook, situated on the outskirts of Antigo Y. Our house was surrounded by woods on three sides and a river and field in the back. The first year out there was really calm and relaxing other than constant coyote howls every night, but every so often there would be a different howl. It was a deeper much louder howl that would shake us to our core. At first my parents would dismiss it as a wolf or just a bigger coyote, but something about it seemed off. One night in mid-July, my brother, my sister and I decided to pitch a tent in the backfield along the tree line. We just wanted to go. Camping egg. We sat with sticks roasting our marshmallows till it got really dark, then the typical howls started up. But once again the deep howl was back and it sounded like it was right in our ears. With how loud it was, it's hard to even guess where it was coming from, so we decided to put out our fire and get in the tent. Later that night, my sister fell asleep so my brother and I chatted and made jokes. Within minutes we heard animals running around outside the tent, and then this little raccoon started to claw at the side of the tent that I was sleeping on, and first I kept just poking at it but then we heard something else, the crack of sticks from the trees. At that point my brother thought it was a bear and told us to be quiet and woke my sister up. We started to hear footsteps coming closer and closer, pretty quick they were right next to me. The raccoon just bolted out of there, and there started to have this strange odor coming from somewhere, it smelled like copper, sulfur, and wet dog. It was almost overpowering and made me want to puke. Though we hear our mom calling us, and as she shined the flashlight on us, it revealed the most unsettling thing I have ever seen. The shadow of this thing was shining through our tent, and it was massive. It had pointed ears that were tilted back like a dog on the prowl and its hands were human looking with long fingers that ended in a point. The mouth was in the shape of a snout just a little shorter, and it had a mid-sized tail. 
My mom started screaming and whatever that thing was bolted back into the woods. We rushed inside with our mom, and didn't go back out for a few days. Fast forward a few months, I was in the living room with my mom while my sister was in the shower. We were watching Wheel of Fortune or something like that, when my sister screamed bloody murder. My mom jumped up and went to go get her, she pulled her out of the bathroom and I got curious as to why she was freaking out so I went in to see. Above the shower at one of the super small windows that only a small head could fit through, and in the window was a set of red glowing eyes staring down at me. We stared at each other for what felt like a decade. I didn't feel fear, more just curiosity and I didn't feel like I was in danger at that time, as my mom came in to then pull me out the eyes turned away as well. The rest of the night was quiet after that. A few days later my brother came back from his dad's. Him and I had bunk beds so I'd always take the bottom bunk. That night was kind of a gloomy night, it wasn't real windy but it was drizzling a little bit. Later in the night my brother and I got woken up to the window being opened. It was locked beforehand by the way. After that we just closed it and went back to bed. It happened again and again like three more times, each time we locked it, but the final time was the worst. It flung open so hard that the glass shattered and thins thing we saw what pushed it open. That same hand from the tent but I can see it clearly now. It had matted black fur or hair rather, covering its whole arm, the skin on its palms was like a light tan, and the claws were about 5 to 6 inches long. And on the bottom of the window I saw its face or what was showing, it was just the eyes, glowing bright red, they looked like the embers of a roaring fire. My brother and I bolted up grabbed my sister and locked ourselves in the back gaming room. We stayed there for the rest of the night and when my mom came home, we told her and packed our things. We moved out of that house in a day and took what we could fit, filling one car and a U-Haul. My stepdad's truck was full as well and we left never to return. To this day my family is scared to talk about it but if my brother and I have a few drinks we discuss it but my mom just shuts down whenever it's brought up. Thanks for your time. I'm a bit shaken as this sighting has taken place tonight, so me, 18F, and my boyfriend, 21 meters, were walking home from a movie. We got to the point where we normally say goodbye and I walk the rest of the way home and we were standing talking. Suddenly my boyfriend turns to look at something away from me in the distance and he was focused on it. I turn to look at what he's seeing and I see it too. Across a small field from us I see a pitch black creature that was moving kinda side to side almost like a seal and it seemed like it was getting closer but it wasn't moving forward. I asked my boyfriend if it was getting closer and he said he thought that as well. We both seen exactly the same thing our descriptions are identical when we were speaking about it. I was so scared he walked me the rest of the way home. When he was walking back home it was gone and nothing was there. Would like to know what it was or if anyone has seen something similar we're in the UK if that helps. When I was 10, about 16 years ago, I saw a strange creature in my house. When I was coming home from my friend's house it was about 8pm and it was really dark. My parents weren't home. We had no pets at that time. The house was pitch black. 
I opened the front door and through the window of our hallway door I saw a long, skinny creature standing in our living room. It had no hair or clothes and looked almost like a shadow. It was standing on two legs and had two arms. I couldn't recognize any excess features it might have had. There was a highway next to our house so car lights made it look like a silhouette. It appeared to be so tall that it needed to crouch a bit to fit in our house. It didn't have eyes but I felt it stared right into mine. I turned around and started running, I heard something crack behind me and kept running and didn't look back. After about 30 minutes of hiding in a bush 100 meters of our front door, I went to take a look. No sign of it anywhere. Only a cracked porcelain lamp on the floor. Through the years I have thought many times it was my imagination, until recently. I went to see my parents a while ago and after a quick look I found the shards of that porcelain lamp in a plastic bag at the back of a wardrobe. I asked my parents what they knew about this lamp, and they said it broke a long time ago, they can't remember why. To this day I have no idea what I saw or what it wanted. There were a group of loggers who, after a long day, settled around a fire. As they congregate at the fire they find themselves feeling watched. Apparently, someone or something was watching them from the tree line. Being loggers they decided to ignore it until the loudest howl that any of them had ever heard emanated into the campsite. Not knowing how near this canine was, they quickly made their way into their cabins. The description of the cabins is a single room log dwelling with bunk beds and the door was tall to accommodate axes over shoulders. So it was about a seven-foot door with a small window about six feet up. The loggers now in the cabin begin to discuss the oddity of having wolves so close to camp. Then they heard the howl again. This time it was right outside the cabin. None of them had a gun at the time. They decided it was best to block the door and wait until sunrise in order to attempt to chase the wolves off. This is when they hear some guttural gibberish. The sound was something close to words, but not quite. The sounds made their way around the outside of the cabin until it reached the door. In the door window, they could see the face of a very large dog-looking thing peering at them. Immediately, some of the loggers began to pray while others were too shocked by the sight of the massive canine head. The wolf apparently retreated in the morning but they can find no sign of wolves other than some very large paw prints around the cabin. But the prints suggested that this beast was bipedal. From what I can gather, this story originated in the forests east of Traverse City, Michigan, sometime in the early 1970s. There was another account from the area around the Ottawa National Forest in the Upper Peninsula at about the same time period.